0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Who are the top five coordinators in Minnesota Vikings history? We settle that on today's Minnesota Sports Rankum. This is Minnesota Sports Rankum, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, and it starts now. It's the show that settles debates and starts new ones. It's Minnesota Sports Rankum on Locked On Sports Minnesota. I'm Sam Ekstrom, at Sam Ekstrom on Twitter. I cover the Vikings here at Locked On Sports Minnesota. And Luke Inman is my sidekick, at Luke underscore Spinman, part of this great team here at Locked On Sports Minnesota. He writes the NFL Draft Buzz newsletter and appears on the Minnesota Football Party every single episode. Luke, what's going on, my man? Hey, another week, another rank of
0: my man. Can't wait to rip into this. And, and just look at our list side by side because this was a fun one to go through because you may not realize it until you sit back and look at all the names, but there's been some great Vikings coordinators throughout the history of the Vikings. So can't
1: wait to dive into it. This list inspired by Brian Flores because I think a lot of people are talking about Flores like he's the next big thing, the next big coordinator. And there aren't a ton of elite defensive coordinators on this, the in Minnesota Vikings franchise history, there've been some lean years defensively speaking. Um, and Brian Flores is trying to bring the Vikings out of the doldrums, but that inspired this top five ranking offensive or defensive, or even special teams coordinator. If you want to go that route, I went back only about 30 years for mine. I think you kind of had similar parameters, Luke. We didn't go beyond kind of the, uh, the nineties, but um, before we get started, let you know that we are brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more at FanDuel.com slash Locked On. And you can find Locked On Sports Minnesota in a number of ways. We're free on YouTube. Subscribe and comment there. Leave us your top five coordinators list in the comments section. We're also free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to our everydayers for tuning in to Locked On Sports Minnesota programming every day of the week. Luke, kick us off. Maybe if you have one, an honorable mention. If not, your number five guy.
0: Let's just jump into number five. This was really tough to balance out, Sam. Some of these guys between their time in Minnesota, but then also you can't ignore what they did afterwards as a head coach. But Kevin Stefanski, he's got to be on my list, just given the impact he had on the offense when he took over in 2019. Because remember, under Mike Zimmer, First, it was Norv Turner running the offense. That didn't work out. Then it was Pat Shermer. Then it was John Filippo. And no matter what they did, it just seemed like they couldn't figure out the offense out consistently anyways, week to week, season to season. But then Kevin Stefanski comes in after being a positional coordinator for 15 plus years, grinding his way up, finally gets his shot and he delivers with a top five offense in the league. Really helped take Kirk Cousins to a new level after DiFilippo. And then, obviously, the very next year, he gets hired in Cleveland. So a one and done. But, honestly, his time in Cleveland, just to give some life into that, really was an awful organization, really, for decades prior. Um, His story, more than anything, Sam, is just really rare nowadays to start from the bottom like he did, work Mm -hmm. his way all the way up over decades and decades. That was special to watch. Kevin Stefanski, number five on my list.
1: Yeah, I like that. Um, I'll first give an honorable mention. And when you're putting together a coordinators list, most coordinators exist from about one to four years in that role. And then they either get fired or they get promoted. So the sample sizes are small. You're right, Luke. Another guy with a very small sample size and a very big career post Vikings is the guy that, that a lot of people probably think of when they think of Vikings defensive coordinators. It's Mike Tomlin. Mm -hmm. But he is not actually in my top five, Luke. And some people might be punching me through their devices, their computer screens saying, what, what? I don't know if his one year with the Vikings is enough to get on the list. I'm sorry. He was 31st in pass defense. Run defense was number one with the Williams wall. And obviously he had a, a great personality and kind of, you know, commanded the room, but that team didn't go anywhere. Uh, It was a pretty unimpressive 2006 Vikings team. I, I just don't think that earns him the number five spot. I do think Kevin Stefanski's year did, and he is also my number five. If you include the three games as interim coordinator in 2018, he went 12 and seven in 19 games as offensive coordinator, and then got a playoff win. Even more importantly in 2019, he went 10 and six in 2019 without Adam Thielen, Most of the year, those Minnesota Vikings were eighth in offensive points. They were sixth in rushing yards. And remember, Kevin Stefanski was a little bit shackled, Luke. He couldn't throw the ball as much as he wanted to. Um, He kind of had to exist under Zimmer's watch and do what Zimmer wanted him to do. But he did a great job with what he had for one year and then got promoted. But 12 and seven, that's a pretty nice mark for a first time play caller and coordinator. So he's my number five
0: great minds think alike. All right, my number 4 is going to punch you through your computer screen, Sam. It is Mike Tomlin. And again, oh. you made some great points. I get it. So tough to balance out their time spent here, a one and done. The defense was was good, not great like you mentioned. Number one run defense with the Williams wall, but I can't blame Mike Tomlin for the Vikings not to retain him because clearly proofs in the pudding his body of work if they would have given him another year or two or even just hired him instead of Leslie Frazier as head coach maybe the Vikings history as we know it today would be completely different but he's always been Sam just from afar watching that AFC he's always been one of my favorite head coaches in the entire league so I'm a little biased I know he was a one and done again before uh, they hired Leslie uh, Frazier in 2006 Um, it's clear now after watching his run in Pittsburgh and winning a Super Bowl and never having a losing record, by the way, in 16 years, which is just unbelievable, it's clear if he would have stuck around and gotten the proper time to do the things he was able to do and implement his scheme and bring in the right type of guys and talent first and foremost, um, he would have gone down, I think, I believe, as one of the best coordinators the Vikings ever had. It's a shame they weren't able to keep him around for a little bit longer.
1: Yeah, it is. And you're right. He probably, he would have been the one getting credit for that 2008-2009 defense. And that's Mm -hmm. where my number four guy is. It's Leslie Frazier. Leslie Frazier spent four years with the Vikings, 07 through 10. They were top half in points allowed and top 10 in yards against in three of his four years before everything fell apart in 2010. And he had to take over to clean up Brad Childress's mess. But think about the players that Flourished under Leslie Frazier's watch. A very young, and, and in fact, basically a rookie, Chad Greenway, who was hurt his first year. Jared Allen, who they traded for, emerged as and continued to be an amazing pass rusher. They traded for or they picked up Antoine Winfield in free agency. Ray Edwards was a guy under Leslie Frazier. EJ Henderson, a young Brian Robinson. All of these players really found themselves under Leslie Frazier. Uh, They made the playoffs twice. That defense was very good in 2009. And uh, Frazier, you know, then had to kind of step up and become a head coach at the end of it all. And and that tenure didn't work out great for him, but I'm not judging him on that. I think his four-year run as D.C. earns him my number four spot.
0: No, that's a really good one. Great shout-out for old Leslie. I got to go back and watch the tape.
1: Leslie, what are you going to do to fix the defense
0: this week? Ah, you just gave up 30 points. I got to go back and watch the tape. That's what I got to do. Leslie Frazier. All right. Number three on my (laughs) list. You know, there's so many ebbs and flows throughout the NFL season and year to year, Sam. That's why we love it. The parody. The Vikings offenses were so good in 98, 99, 2000. Wouldn't have shocked anybody to have a little lull those next few years after that. Defenses catch up to you. They start triple teaming guys like Randy Moss. But Scott Linehan from 02 to 04. Made sure there was no lulls. He helped put up some of the best offenses in the league. He maximized guys like Randy Moss and Dante Culpepper, despite them getting all the defensive attention. And a young Michael Bennett, a young Nate Burleson. He got everybody involved. Guy had the number one offense in yards produced and passing attack in 2003. And he was just always consistently during these three years in the top five in yards, and points for all three seasons. In fact, Linehan's offenses never rank lower than eighth in points scored, which at the end of the day, that's that's the most important stat that matters. Never lower than eighth. He was always top ten in offense all three years. Even though the teams always hovered around 500, Those three years, 2 to 4 it wasn't because of the offense. And without Linehan, those teams would have been even worse. So he kept them afloat in a lot of ways, kept them competitive week in and week out, and helped put up a lot of points and at least gave the fans some entertainment value along the way. He goes on, gets a head coaching job in St. Louis, doesn't work out there, one and done. But then he hooks up with Detroit, remember, in the division, Stafford and Megatron. Then he lights it up in Dallas with Romo and Dez and a young Dak. Prescott a few years later, and a young Zeke Elliott really helped them get their feet off the ground. He's helped a lot of offensive players reach their ceiling, and I think that's what mm-hmm. the best coaches in, in the game always find a way to do. Scott Linehan, number three on my list, maybe a little underrated for some people. He was rock solid.
1: Yeah, we are just super in sync on our list. I'll tell you about my rationale for number three after I tell you about the brilliance of Built Bar. You want to eat healthy? but you don't want to sacrifice on taste. You don't want to eat straight-up candy bars, but you want something that still, you know, tastes good going down. Well, built Bars are the answer because they are 100% real dark chocolate, and when the flavors are as follows, peanut butter brownie, cookies and cream, brownie batter puff, they do taste amazing. That's no lie. And they still are good for you. 17 grams of protein, 4 grams of sugar, 130 calories is all. I don't know how built packs that in, but they manage to do it every single time. They taste like a candy bar, but they maintain amazing macros. And you can get them at Walmart or Sam's Club. Drive on down, walk on in, go to the pharmacy section, four bar box, 13 bar box, load up on some coconut puff or double chocolate bar, built bars today. And you can always go get the specialty flavors at built.com as well. Built. Get some for the summer. You can thank me later. Luke, I went with Linehan for my number three as well. You're right, eighth, sixth, and sixth in three years as offensive coordinator, and I contrast that to what happened in 2001. After the NC, uh, NFC Championship game loss, they hired Sherman Lewis to be their offensive coordinator, and they were 24th in 2001. So Linehan, and that was with Dante, that was with Moss. Uh, they br- So uh, Linehan brings them out of 24th, Top eight, top six, top six in the league. Got the most out of Dante Culpepper. And then you saw what happened in 2005, too, with Scott Loney after Linehan left. Before Dante got hurt, that offense was scuffling. They were rough. So the bookends around Linehan were not good, but Linehan really captured Dante's prime. So that's definitely my number three. And Luke, I'm I'm guessing we've got some common ground for our top two as well. Who do you have?
0: number two on my list, he's the offensive goat in my eyes when it comes to coordinators. In the era I grew up watching, this guy helped create the best offense of all time in Vikings history in 1998, an offense that just shattered countless records at the time, ranked number one in multiple categories like passing yards, TDs, number one in the league in points scored. He was a vital catalyst for arguably – the most entertaining season of my generation growing up as a Viking fan. Brian Billick, he was not a one-hit wonder either. You mentioned at the top of the show, most of these guys, two, three, maybe four years, you got six great years out of Brian Billick as an offensive play caller. And in those six years, four times, he ranked in the top 10 in total offensive production yards and TDs, and three of those six years, he ranked in the top five in total offense. In fact, in those six seasons, The lowest passing yardage he ever ranked was 14th, so middle of the pack. Guy was just always on point with the passing game specifically. And of all the coordinators, I think, the last 25 years or so, he was just the cream of the crop offensively, in my opinion. Goes to Baltimore the next year, eventually wins the Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer, of all people. Brian Billick, still known to this day as one of the best offensive minds to come through the NFL and his time in Minnesota, I just don't think it'll ever be forgotten, Sam.
1: Yeah, you rattled off most of the key stats there. This is also my number two. We are just lockstep on this list. Um, I I like to look at the players that emerged under their tutelage. Jake Reed, 1994, had his first big year as a wide receiver, a thousand-yard guy. Jake Reed under Brian Billick. Chris Carter in 94 and 95 had his two best seasons with 122 receptions each of those years, Luke, and over 1,300 yards, a career high in one of those years as well. And then, of course, he ushered in Randy Moss in 1998 and got a ton out of him as a rookie, and he was able to adapt from quarterback to quarterback. He didn't have one consistent guy the whole time. He had Warren Moon into Brad Johnson, into Randall Cunningham, and he just made it work, and he knew how to complement the passing game, which was the focal point, with a good running game, and that's what they got with Robert Smith and Leroy Horde. So just maximizing those offensive pieces. Brian Billick, number two. And Luke, drumroll, number one on your list.
0: Before I unveil it, what a coaching tree in Minnesota around this time, man. I mean, late 80s, early 2000s. You got Tony Dungy who, spoiler alert, he's my number one, learns the Tampa two from the great Monty Kiffin who goes to Tampa, wins the Super Bowl together with that great elite Buccaneers defense. Pete Carroll was in the mix. He wins the Super Bowl, obviously, with Seattle decades later. Les stack goal, I mean, there's tons of them, but Tony Dungy considered to this day one of the greatest coaches in NFL history, puts up some four great years in Minnesota, three of which incredible defenses in both the run and the pass game. You just mentioned you like to look at which guys really thrived under these coaches. How about Jack Del Rio, Dwayne Mm -hmm. Washington, Ed McDaniel, Henry Thomas, a young John Randall of all people. So I just think what he'll always be known for is not just an incredible defensive coaching mind with the X's and O's but a leader of men more than anything else. A a father figure for a lot of his guys. You hear all his players say it all the time. Even our guy, Ron Johnson, who got to work with him for a quick stint in Indy as well. But the body of work is just unmatched. D coordinator here in Minnesota, obviously the run he had with Kiffin in Tampa, and then that Peyton Manning era in Indy for all those years winning the Super Bowl there. Total winning percentage as a head coach, 668. That's ridiculous, man. I I think uh, it's got to be up there in the top five, top ten all time. His time, not just in Minnesota, but what he did for the NFL during his time in the league, it'll never be forgotten. And that's why he's got to be number one on on not just my list, but he's got to be
1: number one on your list as well, right? Uh, Number one on my list, is Clint Kubiak. Hey! Kubiak, uh, Tony Dungy. Top eight in fewest yards allowed each of his first three years as D.C. You hit on a lot of the big names that thrived. Chris Dolman, obviously, was was a star. Um, This is one that really caught my eye, Luke. So, Dungy takes over, and in his first year, he takes a couple of safeties. And they're not big names in Vikings lore, but Audrey McMillan and Todd Scott. He turns them into starters full-time for the first time ever in their careers and they combined for 13 interceptions in 1992. McMillan had eight picks. Scott had five, and these guys weren't anything. And then Dungy comes along. They kind of like put them at the back end of the secondary, and boom, they're just interception machines. Uh, Stories like that with Dungy pulling all the right strings, uh, elevate him to a new level, make him number one. I had to waffle a little bit between Billick and Dungy. Ended up going with Dungy but I think that they are the clear one, two in Vikings history. Let us know what you think of the list and who would you put on the list pre 1990? Some of our old school Vikings fans who maybe know the team's history a little bit better. Um, go back to the Bud Grant days. Tell us in the comment section who we left off the list. If we opened it up, to all of vikings franchise history but those are our top fives very similar lists. that gives me confidence that we got it right he's luke inman at luke underscore spinman i'm sam ekstrom on twitter at sam ekstrom we're also part of the minnesota football party crew we're gonna go join arifasan luke braun and ron johnson and record another big episode of that check uh check that out on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts that is minnesota sports Rankum. this is Lockdown on sports minnesota